Hello, everyone, uh, guys and gals, ghosts and ghouls. Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes, uh, to our ongoing uh, Villain-tober adventures. Um, today we are uh, talking about a very appropriate uh, spooky character to be talking about. Uh, during this this spooky month, and that is uh the Green Goblin, uh, whoa, uh, a a Halloween themed supervillain for no clear reason. <laughs> There's not really an explanation given for why um Norman Osborn loves like spooky like pumpkin bombs and like ghost weapons so much i mean if you're gonna be a villain you might as I mean, well like get most of your stuff at like after halloween sales ex yeah exactly he like he didn't have like a theme really and then he uh he went to like a spirit halloween clearance event and he was like well guess this is what i'm doing um the um the green goblin so uh was introduced in uh spider the amazing spider-man issue number 14 um in 1964 uh was co-created by uh stan lee and steve ditko the the duo behind you know the early spider-man um <laughs> the first the first appearance of the green goblin um the front cover of this issue features uh maybe some of my favorite text i've ever read in my entire life um cuz it's it's so it's it's the green goblin and chasing spider-man through a cave uh and there's a box in the corner that says the hulk's in this issue too uh, and there's an arrow pointing to some guys in the background, and it's like, the enforcers are back. Um, there's a, um, and there's, there's a big text balloon that says, wow, just wait till you see the green goblin. Um, and then a wow. smaller, a smaller text box next to that that says, hold on, I have to try and get through this. Does the green goblin look cute to you? Does he make you want to smile? Well, forget it! He's the most sinister, most dangerous foe Spidey's ever fought! <laughs> forget it! Does he look cute to you? I mean... He doesn't! <laughs> not to me, but I'm sure to somebody. The, 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 okay. Here... The things I love about this, this is the whole podcast, by the way. We're not going to tell you anything the Green Goblin's done. We're just going to analyze this, like, copy text that Stan Lee wrote. Um, okay, first of all, he does not look cute and he does not make me want to smile. It seems like that would not be a very common response. Like, he looks a little silly, but no, I, I definitely wouldn't qualify it as cute. Oh, look um, at that little guy. Out there throwing his pumpkin bombs. Um, there's also the fact that if there's there are certain parameters in which having your villain potentially look cute on first glance would be something you want to do. It doesn't seem like what they were going for with the Green Goblin. So I don't know why that was their pitch. Um, I don't know. And the third thing is, I wish more comic books would lead with, like, text that's just extremely hostile to the reader who they're trying to get to buy it. Like, forget it, chump! Oh, maybe dipshit! Maybe I don't want to read this one. Oh. <laughs> you think this guy looks cute, huh? You yeah, loser! Yeah, I kind of do. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, gee whiz. Um, but, um, so, he's introduced in this issue, uh, this new Spider-Man villain, the Green Goblin, who is 
definitely a little bit silly looking because he's green and he's got pointy ears and a, you know, a, a long purple hat and pointy purple shoes. Um, and, like, just the word goblin at this point has kind of taken on, like, you know, a, a millennial internet sort of joke meaning. Um, but he's not cute. Forget it. Uh, so Stan Lee originally pitched it at, again, anything we talk about with, like, very early comic book stories of who created these characters and how is gonna, uh, have to be taken with a grain of salt because everybody argues about who made up what and nobody really remembers <laughs> if what they're saying is true or not. Um, but Steve Ditko claimed that uh, Stan Lee wanted the Green Goblin to be uh, an ancient mythological demon and he handed him that script and Steve Ditko went, Nah, and then made a different character. Um, I mean, it would have been really interesting if he was an ancient mythological demon who threw pumpkin bombs. <laughs> it would be wild. It was also, it was like, oh, an ancient demon found in an Egyptian sarcophagus. And that's, well, hold on, Stan. <laughs> Give that a second. Um, so, uh, so they introduced this villain, and he gets very uh popular very quickly there's a big response to him um so they start being like okay we're gonna have him have a secret identity he's gonna keep coming back and we're gonna establish that he has a secret identity and that it might be someone that peter knows um and they do i think in a in a in a later issue around this time they have a storyline where there's a villain who's unmasked, um, and Peter does, like, the Justice League thing. He's like, I have no idea who that guy is. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, and he has, like, a little thought bubble. He's like, you know, ah, oh, in TV and the movies, the villain is all of these, you know, it's somebody you know, or it's the butler or the mailman or something like that. But in real life, usually it's just some guy that you don't know. <laughs> um... Which is hilarious because in Spider-Man's real life, most of his villains will obviously continue to be people that he knows because of uh, comic books. Um, but so there is, there may or may not have been some debate about whether they wanted to have the Green Goblin be an established character or whether they wanted to just have him be an unrelated guy, but he has a secret civilian identity. Um, and eventually, what they went with, um, just right at, like, the issue after Steve Ditko left Spider-Man. So there was some debate that it was like, oh, he didn't like this reveal, and that's why he left. Which seems to, like, not be the case, but again, everybody argues about everything. Um, but it was revealed that the Green Goblin was, in fact, Norman Osborn. Um... <gasps> I know, uh, and Harry Osborn had been around in, uh, in Spider-Man comics for a little bit before this, um, not, I think he was introduced after the Green Goblin showed up, but before the Green Goblin reveal, um, so Harry Osborn is a friend of Peter's, uh, while he's in college, he hangs around with Gwen Stacy, uh, Gwen Stacy is, like, fond of Peter. Harry thinks Peter's a nerd and then eventually warms up to him and they become friends. Um, we're introduced a couple times to uh, Harry's dad, this kind of shady-looking businessman, Norman Osborn, and then he's fighting Spider-Man and he takes off his mask and he's like, It's me, Norman Osborn! <laughs> Peter's like, No! Oh, no! Uh, but the story behind Norman Osborn is that he, uh, he grew up, nope, I don't want to restart my computer. Actually, I need it very much right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, as with, as is the case with, uh, most rich white dude supervillains, um, and a lot of supervillains who aren't rich white dudes, but these ones especially, um, 
he grew up with an abusive father. Of course. Uh, yeah, which also explains a lot of his own parenting habits later on. He grew up with an, an abusive father. He uh, developed uh, some kind of sadistic tendencies. Um, and these get wildly magnified uh, later on in life. So he, uh, he grows up, he gets, you know, he gets a degree, he becomes a famous businessman, uh, he marries, what's her name, Emily? Emily Osborne. Well, I don't know what her uh, maiden name was. <laughs> I, don't, wow. I don't think it's... What if it were Osborne? Uh, that would be wild. Um, he marries a woman named Emily, they have a baby named Harry, Emily dies shortly after Harry's born, uh, Harry and Norman have a very tumultuous relationship. Um, mostly Norman is just, uh, distant and kind of overly critical and uncaring. Um, you know, you know how bad dads are. You know, um, those evil fathers. You know, evil dads. Um, so he, when he founds his company, it's a chemical company, so you know that probably there's going to be some evil chemicals involved. Um, he establishes it with uh, his college professor, um, who is also a, a chemical engineer or developer or whatever, um, and he developed this compound that, you know, uh, oh, g gives you enhanced abilities, but also has dangerous side effects, like every other, you know, mysterious comic book chemical that exists. Um, Gotta love those mysterious comic book chemicals. What won't yeah. they do? <laughs> um, so he, uh, he falsely accuses his business partner uh, and gets him arrested so that he can be in full control of the company because he's, you know, not a good dude. Um, and then he's going, he's like, let's see what this chemistry man was developing. Uh, finds this mysterious formula. Um, it explodes in his face. Uh, and it, so it gives him enhanced strength, enhanced, you know, intelligence, agility, stamina, durability. He has like a, um, minor healing factor so that might be introduced later um it makes him smarter um but also it uh severely d mentally destabilizes him um and this this again is a point where like there's a lot of ways that people deal with norman and mental illness and a lot of them aren't that great um but, I mean, it's comics. It's comics it's, is the thing. It's what it's, we expect, unfortunately. Un very unfortunately. Um, there's, like, the the more prevalent reading people tend to go with is that, like, the the Green Goblin persona is sort of, like, like a, a separate personality. Um a la sort of like a Gollum Smeagol thing. Um, or I think they do this in the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I think there's like those, like Willem Dafoe is like talking to himself in the mirror. Um, and then the, the, him in the mirror is like saying like creepy things. I mean, if you're gonna have like a Gollum Smeagol thing, you gotta. You gotta. Um, I also... We're not, um, we're not allowed to talk about this anymore because one of the people involved is, uh, extremely cancelled. But there is still, unfortunately, a funny bit from, uh, Cool Games, Inc. where they're talking about jump scares with Willem Dafoe in the Spider-Man movies. And they're like, and by jump scares we mean he walks very slowly and calmly into the frame, but you just see him and you're like, oh god! <laughs> um... And, uh, so he, uh, he's like, well, all right, let's go do some crime. <laughs> well, I got doused in some chemicals, and now my reflection's talking to me. Crime time. <laughs> Cr 
luck. Um. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, sir, do you, do you have the time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crime o'clock. Shouldn't you just say crime time? It 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 rhymes. No, 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 no. Crime time is a concept. Crime o'clock is a time. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it was good. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Your approval means a lot. I'm here for you in 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 all in all areas of life. Um so he uh he goes, "All right. Time for me to become the most powerful criminal in New York, I guess, cuz I've I've got this I've got this good goblin juice pumping through my veins and I'm Can we not call it go. goblin juice? We are actually going to continue calling it goblin juice forever. I don't like slurp, that. Slurp, slurp, goblin juice. God, it just makes me feel like you ground up some, like, D&D goblins. Yep, that's <laughs> what it is. He actually, he injected himself with D&D goblin blood. Mmm, pulpy. Gerblins. Do you uh, want the extra pulpy goblin juice or mm. the strained goblin juice? Okay, no, it's getting worse. I regret I regret saying goblin juice. Yeah. Um Exactly. I saw the future. <laughs> I was a fool. Uh so he starts doing crimes. Sometimes he teams up with other villains to do crimes. Spider-Man stops the crimes. Uh Norman Osborne goes, Ah, oh, okay. I hate Spider-Man. Fair. Um establishes himself as Spider-Man's arch nemesis, by virtue of, I guess, being the most evil guy who Spider-Man fights, um, and also through the connection to Harry and him having, like, some relevance to Peter's life, um, the funny, <laughs> the funny thing is about, like, the Green Goblin being Peter's arch nemesis is that it also, ob it inspires, uh, there's a lot of, like, goblin adjacent villains there's the hobgoblin who we're gonna talk about in a little bit there's uh the gray goblin um later on he starts going by goblin king and and uh phil Uric is goblin knight um which is sillier uh that is much sillier but also <laughs> i it made me think about jareth the goblin king from the labyrinth yeah. just fighting spider-man yeah spider-man's gotta fight david bowie <laughs> oh no <laughs> um but it does establish a weird reality where somehow goblins are the natural enemy of spiders <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a goblin and a spider share space peacefully? That's a great point. Um, so, uh, he does, uh, you know, he does a lot of shenanigans. He, uh, he loses his memory. Uh, oops. Uh, dogs. They're upset. Please. They saw Willem Dafoe slowly walk into the room. Oh, no, that's relatable. I'm going to keep going because I think my dad's home, so they're not going to stop. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he, he loses, all of the green goblins, like, lose their memory at least once, which is, like, a weird thing. Um, but, uh, famously, uh, as we've talked about, he also murders Gwen Stacy, uh, by throwing her off a bridge. Um, which is brought on by a lot of, like, his, I think his company goes bankrupt, uh, Harry overdoses on drugs, he's, like, at the end of his rope and he's desperate, he's like, oh, I'm gonna get my ultimate revenge on Spider-Man, who's responsible for all of these things that are happening to me. Um. No, dog, that's you. Yeah, you, you did it. Um, but he murders... Peter's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, by throwing her off a bridge, um, and in the issue afterwards, Peter goes to fight him for this terrible thing that he did, uh, and, uh, in a move that, uh, also would be familiar if you've seen the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, um, they have a fight in which, uh, 
Norman ends up accidentally impaling himself on his own glider. Um, oh no. Oh no. And he dies. Oh no. He dies is that. He doesn't just like get like a, a gentle impaling. He does die. From, or does he? <gasps> Comics. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Um, so it's the issue. I don't know if it's the issue after that, but uh, shortly after that, the Green Goblin pops up again. What? But it's not what? Norman this time. Uh, it's his son, Harry. Um, oh, no. I know. No, it's not the issue after that. It's like, it's, it's a little bit after. Uh, but, uh, so Harry had been uh, dealing with both not knowing that his dad was uh, the supervillain, the Green Goblin, uh, and also not knowing that his best friend was the superhero Spider-Man, um, just uh, going through life, do-to-do-to-do, uh, having some trouble as, you know, a rich kid with an emotionally neglectful dad, uh, has some uh, difficulties with drug use, uh, which Norman doesn't really help him out with, except for, like, a couple times when he's like, oh god, my son, what have I done? And then he usually goes back to doing, you know, crimes and murders, because he doesn't, he doesn't know how to be a dad. Um, he overdoses and survives shortly, immediately before, uh, Norman kills Gwen Stacy, because that's part of what made him very upset. Um, he witnesses uh the incident in which uh the green goblin is killed uh discovers that uh it's his dad uh sucks um and decides like all right well it's spider-man's fault so now i have to stop spider-man <laughs> which is like osborne's no! Stop blaming Spider-Man for your problems. Um, so, uh, he takes a bunch of his dad's equipment and he's like, I will be the Green Goblin now. Um, he also, uh, he, he loses his memory, like, a couple times. God. Um, I think part of it for, like, a, a pretty decent length of time, um... And then eventually, uh, in the, like, early 90s, remembers, and he's like, oh, sh shoot, I gotta kill Spider-Man. I remember <laughs> now. I wanna kill Spider-Man. Um, I'm just imagining him, like, at the grocery store, walking through, sees, like, a cereal box with Spider-Man on it, glares at it for a second, and he's like, why does this make me so angry? <laughs> And then he walks, like, a couple steps away, and he's like, I have to kill Spider-Man. <laughs> he killed my dad. I realize. Um, so, um, he, uh, he develops, uh, or he discovers that his father made, like, a, a super advanced goblin juice that makes you even stronger and smarter, um, and injects himself Jeez. with that. And then uh, realizes, like, oh, uh, nobody tested this, and actually it's going to kill me. Um, Congrats. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes to fight Spider-Man, and then he realizes his, you know, the error of his ways, and he regrets it, and then he dies. Um, for a bit. Because uh, later on it's like, oh, uh, actually... Norman faked his death, and also Norman's alive, too. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but, uh... I just love the parallels that you could draw between comics and soap operas. They're just soap operas with, like, a lot of punching in them, basically, is what I they are. I feel like there's punching in soap operas, too. That's true. Probably not as much statistically. There's just but more goblin juice in comics. That's that's true. I don't know a lot of soap operas with goblin juice. Um so that's um that's 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 a lot of what's going on while uh while Norman is dead. Uh so when we um when we talked about 
Peter and Gwen. I think we did mention uh, the Clone Saga, and I think we'll talk about it more in the future. Because um, it was wild. Because <laughs> it was wild. But um, if you didn't check out those episodes, or you don't remember because it wasn't like a huge part of it, um, the Clone Saga is a very, very, very infamously, like, hated <laughs> Spider-Man storyline uh, in which, uh, you know, Peter discovered a long-lost clone, uh, and then they found out that actually uh, the clone was the real Peter, and Peter was the clone, and then they had a bunch of issues where the clone was the Spider-Man now, but then they people got upset about that, and then they were like, okay, no, that was a fake reveal, uh, the clone is a clone, and Peter is the real Peter, um, and they introduced, like, a whole bunch of new characters that, like, didn't have anything to do with anything, and, um, part of what was happening during all this is that, like, there was, like, a lot of, like, shifts in the editorial staff, um, so, like, people keep <laughs> coming in, and then, like, a new editor comes in, and they're like, no, I don't like this, change it. And then, like, a different editor comes in, and they're like, what? None of this is relevant, I'm gonna ignore it. Uh, <laughs> so it's a big old mess, basically. Uh, but <laughs> several of the editors during this are like, okay, the one thing we're not gonna do for this is we're not gonna bring back Norman Osborn. He died in a very major, you know, turning point in, you know, Peter's story. Uh, I was a significant death. He's been dead for, like, 20 years at this point. We're not going to bring him back for this. And then one of the 500 editors is like, hey. Okay, but what if? <laughs> but what if? Because they're, like, trying to... They have all of these threads going on in this storyline, and they're like, we need to come up with somebody who's behind all this. And they keep introducing people and then be like, no, 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 we take it back, we take it back, it wasn't them. Until finally, eventually, they're just like, it was Norman Osborn the whole time! He was alive! What? <laughs> oh my god, this is um my favorite because the, the actual Wikipedia article, <laughs> when it's talking about this, um... He utilizes his fortune to build a vast network of criminals, spies, dupes, and co-conspirators to help engineer what would be an, and then this part is hyperlinked to the page for the Clone Saga, an almost impossibly complex and meticulously planned plot. God. Almost impossibly. Like, almost, it's, like, weird that that would happen, because it shouldn't have been able to happen, because you just wrote a whole bunch of bullshit, and then you couldn't come up with an explanation for it. Um. I can't believe how much of a mess comics can be. <laughs> it's such a mess. So, what they say is, they're like, oh, so it turns out his, uh, his healing factor uh, which we didn't know about before, but he has one, and he healed from being impaled. Um, like you do. Like you do, and he escaped, and he's been on the run. Um, oh, also, he had, uh, he had, he had twins with Gwen Stacy. He seduced, before he killed her, he seduced her and had twins with her and then uh took the twins to like europe and told them that actually spider-man was their father so they should hate spider-man i don't um, i don't see the point of this norman it's why it's, did why did you do this during this time abroad believed dead by the general public he orchestrates several plots, including replacing May Parker with a genetically altered actress and faking his own son's death. How? How which? How any of it? Yes. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the best question. Um, also, who thought this was a good idea? Who thought this was a good idea? Who was um, sitting there and was like, you know what? Norman Osborn is alive, and also he did all this whack shit. 
and nobody was like, no, we can't. It, it just becomes sort of this catch-all to be like, oh, this weird thing happened. Well, I guess Norman did it, um, which is a little bit wild. Like, Because the thing is, they do that with Loki also, um, but Loki is like a wizard, so... Also, he's like literally the god of mischief and lies? Yeah, Loki loves uh, like tricks and pranks and chaos. He loves pretending to be dead. He loves it. It's his favorite thing. He loves to go, surprise! Um, (laughs) Surprise, I didn't actually die. Well, I did, but I had contingency plans in place. Because one that I forgot about, but it happened, so like, here I am. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, so he, uh, he orchestrates all of this clone saga nonsense and uh just like gathers up a bunch of people and sends them all to ruin peter's life um and then continues trying to ruin peter's life um and then eventually somehow uh gets uh does like pulls basically a lex luther um and goes like, no, no, everyone, listen, I'm taking medication now. I'm mentally stable. Please put me in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because that makes sense. <laughs> and everybody's like, all right. Um, and then he, he starts, like, building this image for himself as, like, you know, a benevolent, like, politician. Um, and he's the first Iron Patriot, uh, which is whack. This is very whack. Which, like, I'm not saying that supervillains can't reform and shouldn't have jobs. I'm just saying maybe they shouldn't be the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe they should. He's not, he's not head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's head of a very, uh, similar offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, called Hammer. Um, Oh, good. Nobody can come up with names that aren't, you know, <laughs> acronyms uh, for martial objects. Things um, that the Avengers have. Yeah, they got shields and they got hammers. Um, he, uh, he helps to stop a scroll invasion and then he's like, well, everybody must like me now because I helped to stop the scrolls. So, uh, thank you. I will be taking over this uh, paramilitary organization. Um, gonna, uh, make a team called the Dark Avengers. Good. Good team. Good team name. (laughs) Definitely not evil. (laughs) Not evil at all. Um, like, just extremely not evil. Um, tries to get Harry to team up with him, because there's, like, a second, like, an Iron Patriot, like, sidekick armor, um... It's called American Sun, um, which is okay. If you flew into battle with a a bunch of supervillains and you were like, "I'm the American Sun," that's not that wouldn't it wouldn't be good. Manifest Destiny. It would it would suck. Um, is his better name, American yeah. Sun slash a Manifest Destiny slash Y. Slash, please don't do this. Um, he, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go well. He tries to team up with Loki to, uh, to invade Asgard, um, and it ends up going very badly, and then people don't really like him as much anymore. Um, and then after this <laughs> is when he starts... <laughs> we thought you reformed! Eh! Uh, no, not really. Um, after this is when he starts going by... <laughs> goblin king and he makes like a whole like goblin army um i mean at uh, least he has ambition that yeah it's so important um so he's got he gets overthrown as the goblin king which is because it's not a real monarchy it's just like his name 
Um, How? But Phil How did he is... get overthrown? Because Phil Yurik was like, no, I'm Goblin King now. I want to be Goblin King. Um, it's like children yeah. being all like, and I'm this thing. I want to be that thing. You can't be that thing. I already said I was that thing. And then they get in a scuffle because they're children and they don't know how to share. Um, yeah, exactly. He also briefly gets his hands on uh, the uh, Carnage symbiote, um, which if you've uh, seen Venom, I mean, it probably it sounds familiar if you know stuff about comics also, but if you've seen Venom, you might know a little something about this. Um, so he, he bonds with the, with, with Carnage for a little bit, and then he's like, now I'm the Red Goblin! And it's like, Norman! Norman. (laughs) Stop it! No, you're not! Um. Just, just go by Norman. Just. He also. (laughs) Can you imagine if he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go by Norman. Not even Norman Osborn. Just Norman. And that's my super villain name. It's just, it's like, oh, shoot, Norman's here. Oh, God, um, guys, it's Norman. No, oh, beans. Um, uh, he also, uh, he also tries, he, uh, uh, Harry has a, uh, a child, um, before he died, and then it turns out he's not dead, and he faked his death, and now he's just kind of trying to <laughs> figure out what the heck his relationship with his father is supposed to be in all of this. Uh, he does have a child um, with his normal wife, Liz Allen. Um, and the child's name is... They name him after Harry's father, which is a bad idea because Harry's father is very evil, but uh, whatever. But um, he goes by Normie, which is just like a bummer name to have <laughs> as a kid. What's up, Normie? <laughs> um... But this, like, poor goddamn kid goes through so much stuff of his, like, uh, his grandpa, like, kidnapping him or, like, other people being like, oh, we're gonna resurrect the Green Goblin! Um, or, like, you know, frickin', uh, in this one, he, like, he, he, like, merges part of the symbiote with him and he's like, oh, now you're the Red Goblin, too! You're like, God damn it, you people! Osborns! Stop it! Why just can't Osborns just chill? They can't chill at all, ever. Um, I'm not sure if what's going on with him right at this moment. Um, I'm pretty sure he's alive because, you know, it's comic books and he's unkillable, I guess. Um, there have been a, um, a couple other Green Goblins besides, uh, him and Harry, there's, uh, there was very briefly, a uh, Harry was seeing a, uh, like a therapist, a hypnotherapist, who, uh, who was, like, trying to get Harry to forget about being the Green Goblin, um, and then used this to steal all of Harry's information about the Green Goblin, and was like, I'll go be the Green Goblin now, um, uh, and then he dies very soon thereafter because he he tries to use a bomb to kill Spider-Man and it explodes and it kills him. Um, there's also uh, a young man named uh, Phil Yurick, uh, who's the nephew of Daily Bugle reporter Ben Yurick, um, possibly familiar uh, from uh, Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. Um, also obviously from various Daredevil and, uh, Spider-Man comic book media, but that's the one, I think the most recent, like, mainstream adaptation that he appeared in. Um, so he, uh, this, uh, Phil, like, gets, uh, like, takes some of the, the, the Green Goblin, uh, he finds one of Harry's hideouts and he takes a bunch of the equipment and he's like, I'm going to be the Green Goblin, but as a superhero, um, which is already a terrible plan. Um, I, you and I, though we, uh, you, I don't know if you ne- recognize the name, um, I am most familiar with him 
due to his appearance in Runaways uh, as one of the leaders of a self-help group for former teen superheroes. Hell yeah. Um, he shows up in like the second sort of arc of Runaways uh, around the time when they meet Victor. Um, and he's like, yeah, I was, I tried to be the Green Goblin for a little bit. It wasn't great. Um, and then later on, he does become a supervillain, obviously. Um, he becomes, like, one incarnation of, uh, Hobgoblin. Um, and I do want, hold on. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, it's, it's all right. I was, I was definitely reading an article about uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 800, which came out like five months ago. Apparently yeah. there's some Norman Osborn stuff in it. Where, oh, boy. Uh, he now thinks that he is uh, Cletus Cassidy, the one of the uh, former <gasps> Carnage oh, guys. He no, no longer knows who he is. Oh, and that he was Green Goblin. So, like, oh. it just keeps on happening. Oh, jeez. Why is it like this? <laughs> um, I do, I want to talk about one thing about Hobgoblin real quick, because I was reading about this and it's very funny to me. So if you've ever read, if you've read Spider-Man comics and you've been like, there's a dude called Green Goblin and there's a dude called Hobgoblin, it's like, yeah, because... They killed, uh, they killed Norman, and then they also killed, uh, the, uh, the other guy, and then Harry stopped being the Green Goblin, um, and they didn't want to bring any of those people back, even though they do all that later, um, but, uh, so they just made a new guy to be sort of like the Green Goblin, but not, um. What if we had a knockoff Green Goblin in our own goddamn comic? Really, somebody get this man a raise. <laughs> um, and much like the story of the Clone Saga, it becomes this thing where, like, so they they're like, okay, just like original Green Goblin, he's gonna have a secret identity when he's first introduced. Um, and then will this will be like a fun nod? Will uh reveal his secret identity like the same number of issues. Uh, that they waited to reveal the original Green Goblin's secret identity. Um, and then they were like, editors were like, uh, actually, the secret identity is, like, really keeping people invested. So just, like, stretch that out as long as you can. Um, and then, obviously, uh, because this is happening, uh, there's, like, new writers and artists and editors coming in, um, and they had a plan for who they wanted the guy to be. And then they were like, okay, to throw people off the scent, we're going to give this guy a twin brother, so you don't know which of them it might be. Uh, but we still haven't revealed it. And then a new writer came in and was like, that twin brother thing is silly. I think it's this guy. And they're like, why would it be that? He's like, I read the clues. I think it's this guy. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. And then another writer, like, somebody else came in who, like, an editor came on who, like, didn't really get along with the writer or the artist and they had a conference um and all of the other like marvel people were asking like oh what's the hobgoblin secret identity and he just like named some random guy to like throw them all off and so then new like writers artists were coming on like oh i thought it was this guy like no it wasn't this guy and then they had like they had it be that guy and then that guy died and then they were like oh actually he was brainwashed into doing it and it's really this guy it's just such a mess now see there's i believe that collaborative storytelling can bring us some great stories oh for sure but other times i look at it and i'm like who the hell ever thought that collaborative storytelling on this scale was feasible at all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It do, it do, especially when you have people whose like egos won't let them, you know, cede to somebody else's idea. They're like, no, I want it to be this. Um, but 
it's uh yeah it's it seems to be an ongoing thing with uh spider-man especially which is which is too bad um but there's there's green goblin um it's all it's all pretty wild there's no the, there's still no reason for him to be uh you know, Halloween themed, but it's appropriate for October, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, you had something you wanted to talk about instead of talking about comics this week. I mean, thanks for... <laughs> I want to talk about something other than comics this week. Oh god, I dropped my phone. I don't mean that accusatorily. I just want... I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to bring it up, because I want to talk about it. Today I would like to talk about the recent Marvel film, Venom. <laughs> the film we all know and love. Because going into it, I wasn't expecting to really enjoy myself that much. So I went on, like, Discount Tuesday. But I really enjoyed Venom. Venom is, uh... An extremely bizarre movie, first of all. Uh, and the thing is, the thing is, Olivia? Yeah. I never thought that I, like, I, I've been tracking down, like, why did I not think that I would like Venom content? Like, and then I had to remember that my first introduction to Venom as both a character and a story concept was Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man 3 is really just, it's not, it's not gonna do it for ya. I so, mean, like, I, I was just like, oh man, I don't care for that. <laughs> don't, don't want that at all. No thanks. So I've been missing out on, because I've been seeing people like, oh hey, you enjoyed the Venom movie? Like, here's a random panel from Venom Comics. And I'm like, oh, hey, I like this. <laughs> this is good, actually. This, why Why did I not think that I would like Venom? If this 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 looks good. This this <laughs> looks good. This looks right up my alley. Why, why did I not think that I would enjoy this? And this, this is all leading up to me saying, hey, Hey, if anybody out there reads Venom comics and wants to send me some recs, uh, I'm looking to get into some Venom comics. <laughs> Let me know which ones are good. It's, yeah, it's, if you, um, if you have not seen Venom, it is not, not what the trailers made it out to be, for sure. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a good a movie? It's fun. But it's so fun. It's so weird and it's so fun. And Tom Hardy is acting his goddamn heart out in just a very strange, inexplicable direction. He has no idea what's going on and neither do you, but you're enjoying it. God, I love I I love it so much. It's so, so, so weird. Um, if you, uh, <laughs> if you want to talk to us about Venom, uh, please, movie, please do. Please, please talk to us about Venom. Um, you can, uh, follow us on all sorts of social media. We got a Twitter, we got a Tumblr, we got a Facebook group, we got an Instagram, we got a Pinterest. Um, you can follow any of those, all of them, pick and choose, whichever. Um, if we have a, uh, Discord server where we would love to talk about Venom with you and other things, um, like the Titans TV show that neither of us have watched yet, and I don't think I'm gonna get a chance to before I go to Disney World, um, but we do have that subscription. <laughs> That is something that we are able to watch at some point, but also figure skating season is coming up, so, uh, there goes all my time. Whoops. <laughs> um, 
but, uh, but, okay, yes, anyways, <laughs> talk to us about any of those things. Uh, you can send us an email, uh, to capesandjapes at gmail.com with your Venom review. Um, speaking of reviews, we did, oh, yes. we had, uh, we had an iTunes review that neither of us knew about because of the way that iTunes sorts reviews by country. Yeah, so, like, if I just go into Apple Podcasts and I'm like, what are the reviews? It'll show only show me stuff from the U.S. So, Sam, I'm very sorry that we have not said thank you for reviewing us. It's a lovely review, and I didn't it's, see it until, it's, like, two days ago. It's super, super sweet. Um, we really appreciate it, um, and we're so glad you're enjoying it. Um, it, it means a lot to us. Thank you. If you want to, uh, if you want a, a shout out about your review, then you should leave us one and we'll appreciate it with all of our hearts and, uh, love you and feel affection for you. Um, if you, uh, if, if you want to leave us a tip in our tip jar, um, on our website, we, we, gosh golly, that would be just incredible um but uh as always uh thank you for joining us thank you for listening we love and appreciate you uh i have been olivia and i have been elion and as always kiss me sexy batman kiss me sexy batman <laughs>